Welcome to the beautiful city of Campbell River in our Modern Entrepreneur podcast series at the 50th Parallel. That's me. You've got questions, we've got experts. Let's find answers. Welcome to our guest, Crystal Henriksen, here in Campbell River for our Modern Entrepreneur podcast today. Crystal, you are the Leadership and People Operations Advisor and co-founder of Talent Collective. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, well, first, thanks for having me in Campbell River. It's it's very nice to be back after a couple of years of uh, very homebodied life. Uh, and yeah, myself, I live on a farm in Penticton, of all places. Hey, Okanagan. Uh, and in my work life, I'm a leadership coach, as you mentioned, and I spend most of my time working with high um, high growth, high tech types of companies, helping them accelerate and scale their people operations practices. And most of those things end up being coaching leaders in uh, how to be on the human side of things, coaching people operations professionals on how to scale up their people operations um, uh, strategies, uh, and generally helping folks with the human condition, let's say. Well, it sounds very interesting. And of course, we've had you here in Campbell River over the last two days to talk about workforce development and uh, why hiring or why offering a job today is not enough, that more is uh, needed in the package because we are living in a day where there's more jobs and less people. So we've had some interesting conversations about that. But before we continue talking about that, I wanted to talk about entrepreneurship because this podcast is about entrepreneurs. And of course, that's your own journey. What was your key driving force to becoming an entrepreneur? Hmm. A key driving force. I'm not sure if I can say that it really was like a driving force or I woke up one day and said, this is, you know, what I want to do. I think it was more uh, waking up every day and thinking, the way that uh, perhaps the types of jobs that I had been in wasn't the way I wanted to be living. And I could, if I did it myself, I could create the environments that I wanted. And then I could also help others create environments that they were wanting. And sometimes that's inside organizations and sometimes that's going out and doing it on our own. And this isn't my first run at doing it on my own. Uh, my first business was uh, being a freelance makeup artist when I was 19 and doing bridal makeup mostly. So I had a pretty lucrative business for some time uh, back then. And if I think back then to the driving force, it was how can I do something that could make a big impact on on my life, uh, doing the thing that I want to do and also help others in the thing that they wanted so much. And at that time for me, it was it was bridal makeup. Interesting. So you've had some traditional jobs and uh, and and some entrepreneurial jobs as well. Uh, you know, we talked about workforce uh, development. Um, and I've mentioned already that we're in a day where people are employers are looking for ways to um, get people and uh, and or keep people. What are some key components? What what are things that employers can offer, um, aside from money, that uh, will attract employees to their businesses? Yeah. Well, I think outside of money, which is like a key basic staple of working, uh, 
I think it's a blend of things. So I think if I was thinking about it, I love food. So if I was thinking about it like food, I would think we got to add something of all of the flavors. We need our fats, we need our sweets, we need our salties, and we need our tart, like our acid. We need it all to make something that makes a good recipe. So in work, I think we need our belonging. We need to feel like we have found our people and that we can be ourselves with the people that we're working around. I think we need to have like goals and aspirations and we need to feel like we have meaning for what we contribute to our work. So there's kind of the career satisfaction or the career development element. Uh, I think we need a purpose that's greater than ourselves. So we generally like to have a cause or something that is like a higher meaning that happens within a group. Um, and I also think we need to feel like we can um, we can uh, kind of take care of ourselves and our loved ones uh, alongside of the work. So it's almost like it has to complement the life that we want for it to be the right kind of employment opportunity. And is that what is called workplace culture? Are those the components of a healthy workplace culture? I want to say yes. Uh, to me, culture is like our values lived and breathed. So if our, if our values are what is aligned with everybody working in the culture, then that would be a healthy workplace culture because that's what we were yearning for. But if, you know, we every, I feel like it's a little too um, cliche. People say like, oh, I want to go work at a great work culture or we have a great work culture. But it has to be defined and described to know, like, is it healthy for the people who are working there? Hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay, so let's go back to being an entrepreneur and let's talk about some of the hard truths about being an entrepreneur. How does it, how has it impacted your life, your family life, your personal life? Because you're not working a traditional nine to five job that you can leave at the end of the day. No, I think, well... Okay, uh, if we get real about it and we re rewind to the first kind of attempts at entrepreneurship, it's a little different than how it feels it's impacting today. Because I would say at first, it was like working 24-7. And it felt like, it felt a lot more like a survival type of feeling to try to get something off the ground, to try to feel like you're safe and that you can earn enough income to support the lifestyle that, you know, that I have and, and provide for my family. So at first it was much more survival. Now I think it's, it looks more and more like I'm getting an opportunity to uh, define or design what life looks like. So uh, I've made it my goal over these last years to have really strong boundaries around work and personal uh, and I've, I do kind of only work until like 4.30 every day because I designed it in that way. But in the beginning, it was not like that. It took a lot to try to build it so that it could look like this. I am, um, you know, constantly tweaking the calendar. And so how would you define success in your business then? Like you've talked about putting boundaries on, on your work-life balance. Um, are those 
key ingredients to success? I mean, of course, we recognize financial is part of that uh, formula, but how would you define success? Yeah, so I'm hoping my definition is, you know, what other people might want as well, but I also feel like it's unique to me. So my definition would be, one, I am energized every day getting up and doing what I'm doing. So if I'm grumbly, cranky, and like just don't want to do it, there's something not quite right that's going on. So I want to wake up and feel energized. Uh, I want to still have energy at the end of my day. So if that means taking on less clients so that I can have energy at the end of the day, that is the decision I'm making because that's success to me. Uh, I'm not I sense that I am no longer in my life driven by having more. I'm I'm in a place where I feel like I have enough and I love the feeling of it's enough, which did not come easily to me, (laughs) let's say. Uh, So success to me is energy at the beginning of the day, energy at the end of the day, and having enough breaks that um, I feel like I can be really present in every moment that I'm in. And I feel like I can look forward to what I'm looking forward to. So I know that doesn't sound like some people would be like, success is having so many boats or something like that. It just doesn't happen to be my version of that. Well, so there is different definitions of success. Is there a secret formula uh, uh, to becoming a successful entrepreneur? Hmm. Okay. I think it involves um, knowing what you really want, not what other people want for you. And knowing that difference. So knowing what you really want, understanding how you need to take care of yourself. So having your self-care at like the premium and I almost say like making that the first priority uh, and making sure that you're constantly reflecting and checking in with, I guess, with those, I don't know, those motors or whatever, or those drivers and I think that's where it starts. And then you end up, I feel like I think about the clients that I coach too, and somewhere along the way, they start to notice that they're getting a lot clearer about what success truly does mean for them. And a lot of it has to do with like taking the pauses, being present, taking care of ourselves, and then we can take care of others. And so creativity is a component of success as well. And of course, you have to have some Uh, creativity to be an entrepreneur how do you generate new ideas to keep things fresh Mm. Uh, so interesting somebody somebody said to me a while ago they were like you're so creative and I thought I'm not creative I don't you know I don't build you know innovative products or I'm not at the cutting edge of something or you know I don't I don't even use my makeup artistry skills except for on myself anymore and then I kind of sat with that and went oh I see what she's saying she's saying like the way I think is creative the the way I show up in the world that's creative and it made me think like how much more expansive creative is but I think again back to the self-care perhaps it's like when you take care of yourself and you know that you are nourished in all the ways that we need to be nourished it's almost like creativity is in abundance so yes i i could give you like the um the tips you know take lots of breaks go for walks do things that are completely different than what your work is because believe it or not all the ideas will show up there and 
I just think it's because our brains are doing something else and so we can see things in different ways. We're relaxed, we're not feeling pressured. Why do so many people come up with ideas in the shower? Because they're not really thinking hard about the work and then all of a sudden the ideas come. So I say create spaces that allow you to feel creative. Like I never come up with the ideas in my office. I don't know about the rest of the folks listening here, but it's never there. It's like in the car going somewhere, like on a long drive, listening to a song that I really like, dancing in my kitchen. I'm like, oh, poof, I got to run to my office and jot this thing down. I think you're right about that. (laughs) Um, So Crystal, what has been your most satisfying moment in business? These are punchy questions. (laughs) Wow. You're like my coach for a moment. What's been my most satisfying moment in business? You know, I do actually think how my business partner, Annika, and I started Talent Collective. That's like one of those moments. It was it was not really scripted. We weren't trying to come up with something. We were actually just folding tables for a charity event that both of us used to produce. And both of us uh, were talking. We had gripes about our consulting that we were doing on our own, and we were both freelancing. And I made a mention of uh, this idea that I had just based on women asking me lots of career questions to quit what I was doing and start being a career coach. And she said, uh, you know what you should really do? You should really teach women how to negotiate better because women tend to not be great at negotiating and advocating for themselves in the workplace. I was like, you're right. I'm terrible at that. Could you do that? And it was just this honest conversation that we were having that sparked what is now Talent Collective. And it's taken, you know, it's taken lots of turns and things. But I think this, to me, when you say satisfying moment, I'm like, it was noticing that there was a spark of something there. And then us, like, recognizing there was something there and continuing to do the, so what if we just did this? And could we, like, sneakily start thinking about it this way? And there's something, it's, it's almost like tuning into something really quiet and small. It's not like we sat down with a business model canvas and we're like, okay, let's build a business. <laughs> Interesting. You know, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. And I know you bring a wealth of information uh, to people in business. We're going to go into our rapid fire question Ooh. period now. So prepare yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for rapid fire. What was your first job? Beep, ESO, in Coquitlam, full service. Yeah, that's right, I was a gas jockey. Interesting, <laughs> you have a variety of jobs in your background. Um, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Uh, I'd have a farm stand. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> What's your connection to Campbell River? Uh, you. <laughs> One word answers. <laughs> Okay, finish this sentence. A modern entrepreneur is brave, very brave. (laughs) What is something no entrepreneur should be without? I feel like I'm on family feud. Uh, (laughs) What should a modern entrepreneur not be without? Uh, A really strong community. Great answer. And uh, you've been a great guest this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on the Modern Entrepreneur podcast series. For more information and to hear more, visit campbellriver.ca.